Welcome to Animation Overtime, where we analyze and overthink all your favorite anime and animation. Let's go. Hi, I'm Jim. And I'm Jesse. And today we'll be watching the amazing Digital Circus. Yeah, I would say modern day SAO, but better. Modern day? I mean, isn't SAO already modern day? If anything, modern, this is modern actually day? <laughs> a modern, <laughs> post, post-modern world. Yeah, sure. <laughs> And isn't technically the digital circus in the past. So true. And SAO is actually in the future. Whoa. But it's made in the future to SAO, which was made in the past about the future. Listen, if you ever think we know what we're talking about here, this. Just just redo this clip. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and understand what kind of ride you're in for. Yeah, that's how our brains work. But no, I mean, it is kind of like the same idea as SAO where they put on the headset and everything. But hopefully it's going to have a better ending question mark i mean what do you mean sao hasn't really ended that's yet. true <laughs> unless you're talking about I, like i'm talking season, like season one well the first, first half, half of season, season one. one yeah because the second half of yeah. season one is uh, afo i think something like that for all i know the only good part of sao was maybe the first quarter of sao i mean you wouldn't know <laughs> so true i have actually <laughs> only watched the abridged version of sao <laughs> which is okay because that is the best piece of media that has ever come out about sao okay yeah you had to add that last part because <laughs> I, I was mean, gonna say because you I know said what? It the first part with my chest, but I understood that. I had well, because I was gonna say because you know what, you know what's coming out today that we're airing that we're recording this. Attack on Titan, the final episode of Attack the on Titan, episode. and you dare spit on Attack on Titan like that. Part thirty-seven, eight, part two. Yeah, sure, whatever. <laughs> Doesn't matter how many parts there are; it's still good media. Yeah, no, I mean it is great, but let's but move back talking to the digital about, circuit, which is also good media. Yes. Honestly, has been a really fun ride. Uh, let's talk about like an interesting part of it is like its quality for an indie studio. This is pretty impressive. I feel like now the standard for indie studios is very high because we have things like Hasbin Hotel and Hell of a Boss. They're from the same studio, but same idea where it is very polished. And you know what? It does make sense. It's not like early internet where you can kind of get away with a lot more. There is kind of a need for better quality because if you think about it, how much media there is out there and how much you can get it from everywhere, YouTube, uh, Netflix, uh, peacock uh, there's so many streaming uh, services the, the next streaming service that comes out for that one movie that you liked when you were a kid but it, i mean it's not really that good anymore but it's there so maybe you'll get it and watch it and then you get it and then it's like uh, i wonder how many people downloaded peacock just for uh five nights at freddy's <laughs> i mean uh, at least that's a new movie that's true you know what i mean people buy in whatever for the office like oh, they didn't i think watch. it's peacock actually is it the peacock that's I, so I could be wrong people haven't watched 90th rerun of the office and be like what, what's gonna happen i wonder yeah. what's gonna happen in the next episode that's crazy though. but yeah there's just so much media nowadays you have to be on point you have to be polished otherwise you're just gonna be left by the wayside yeah. i mean it is still possible cool thing about the internet that it's always gonna be possible for a single creator to do something great well, and I, you see it from time to time. Because the thing is also, like, we've talked about this before in the past, where, like, animation has become, like, so realistic that it's like, okay, well, now where are we going to go with it? It's At this point, it's just, like, reality. Well, you're talking about specifically, like, Pixar, Disney. Yeah, like that. exactly. There is still room to revert back and do something more stylized. Or this is extremely stylized. 100%. One of my favorite things about Digital Circus is the fact that the character designs are really, really fun. Oh, 100% they're really fun. I'm not going to take credit for this because I did watch MatPat's video, but like, and each one is a callback to like a, either like a video game or like a, a some type of... That's true. Heavy 1980 vibes. 1980s, early 90s type video game vibes. Yeah, you know what? That is that is so right. I mean, I kind of understood it because there, there does have like a older aesthetic to it it but i didn't i i forgot because i mean i never really played the games from the 80s That's obviously fair. i've only seen them in like youtube and now that i think about it and you're not a real 90s baby <laughs> it feels like based on those low-res video games you get early on you know what i'm talking about the yeah. ones that you like kind of get with the browser like even your like hello kitty game like you know yeah. what i'm talking about like or like cd roms yeah, yeah like pop but or something in that similar not specifically pop but but those games they're they're kind of like adventure games like point and click adventure games. yeah like, like sam and max do you know yeah. sam and max or no is that the pajamas no sam and max is like the mystery one where they're like sam and max yeah yeah they have pajamas no they're detectives Nah, i, I don't know what this is <laughs> <laughs> see i okay. told you okay, wait, wait. sam pajamas pajama sam oh, pajama sam never heard of it okay anyway. it feels like the next iteration of like spooky hidden lore type deal. no 100 percent. i think this is gonna be the new thing that takes over 
I mean, it's already I mean, taken it did. over. It yeah. did. But I mean, like, long term. Because there's, there's been a lot of stuff that, like, comes and, like, it, t- it takes over for a bit and then it leaves. Mm. I feel like this could be a long term thing. Well, that's always going to be the scary thing. The thing with this much success, there's always going to be this moment of this is lightning in a bottle. Even if you create a great work, it then becomes harder to eclipse the very potential that you create for yourself by being good in the first place. That's true. It's kind of funny. It's like you are both extremely rewarded for being popular and at the same time, it's always going to be a Punish, double-edged yep. sword. Uh-huh. I mean, we see it a lot with FNAF. Not, yeah, not even just FNAF. Anything that gets too popular, if you think about it, everything that is popular uh, tends to garner its own set of haters and stuff like that, you know? I, I see what you're saying. Because, like, with I know you weren't keeping up with it, but, like, with Welcome Home, like, it became so popular and it was almost like a Flappy Bird situation where the creators started to dislike what they were doing because the fan base that was coming around it was making his art into something that like it was very inappropriate i, I mean we all know uh, rule, i mean it's the rule 64 that, that's funny because you can't really stop i mean you can't stop that yeah oh no rule 34 i just called it rule 64 yeah. you, didn't 64? Even, you didn't even correct me on that i thought it was like double you know, <laughs> twins or something like that no and so he took a break for a bit because he didn't like wh- how the fandom was creating uh was uh treating his work yeah i mean there it is always going to be like the poison of popularity again art is so transcendent the thing about art that i really love is that once it leaves your hand it's kind of not good anymore oh, especially 100%. nowadays i feel like maybe back in the days it was a lot easier to keep a hold of your own art but now no with the internet you, nothing is yours everything is so transformative you see it all the time you uh you see a piece of art goes out and the iterations that come out it's like kind of like now more than ever the death of the author is so relevant yeah it's it's kind of like well i don't, I don't truly believe in death of the author but i believe some of the concepts uh not fully though because there is always kind of like Anyway, I'm not going to get okay. into it. No, no problem. It's like watching real life mutations. It's like survival of the fittest in, in real time. No, I 100% see what you're saying. It's kind of, it's funny. I've always said it, it's so interesting to think about like, that's such a pattern in life where things just kind of get cold and kind of replicated. You can see it with like AI. You can see it with anything. Like survival of the fittest is basically how we got here anyway. The amazing digital circus is like a, a weird trend that we've been seeing for a very long time. It's nothing new where this obsession of being stuck in a simulation, like starting way back with the Matrix. Yeah, I feel like that was kind of one of the mo- the original like in a, such an original concept where even when we didn't even have like video and stuff do we even exist is everything just a product of our mind like that happened like when plato was he wasn't even writing i guess i was gonna say speaking. putting putting stones to a tablet but nah, i don't think he even speaking. wrote yeah he was just speaking he was just thinking thoughts around, right? We were just thinking thoughts. And it's just like with the invention of the internet and things such as VR, now we can put something to it other than just being like, what if we're just in our heads? It's like, oh, what if we're just in like an AI simulation? You're right. Now it's easier to visualize. Yeah. This kind of aspect where before it might even be a little harder. It's basically the idea of not being able to trust your senses. Yeah. Because it's the only thing in the world that you you can kind of truly uh, trust. But then again, there are such things as illusions. I know, which is so crazy. There are people who have um, certain disorders that they see hallucinations. Or hear certain things. Yeah, exactly. Where that's a thing. And it's kind of like this aspect of if you cannot believe your own senses, exactly what is reality. Like the person next to you. Are you even real? I'm looking at you. You see me looking at you. And you right now, listening to this, look at someone else. Are they real? Because you might just be in a circus that is made of ones and zeros. Listen, listen. I don't do any of the editing or anything else. So for all Jim knows, he could be doing this by himself. So true. I, you you don't know. I'm actually voice. This is a voice. <laughs> He's just changer. going back and forth. Yeah. And even when we talk changer. over each other, it somehow it's just still him. Yeah, yeah. I just have to splice it and edit it over. It's it's really complicated, actually. <laughs> I, I, you're just like sharing my trade secrets or whatever. You mean you're sharing your trade secrets? Bruh. <laughs> <laughs> so how do you feel about kind of like the style? Not not in terms of art style. I just mean in terms of it's kind of like uh, like its feel. How do you feel about the feel? I actually I love I love it so much because so it's weird because I don't know if everyone else feels this way but for me when I'm watching it it feels both like there's so much going on but also that this world is so empty it's crazy that it can give me both feelings at once yeah it's kind of like a simulation where it's everything but nothing at the same time and speaking to like its humor it's kind of like a return to form for like quirky humor yeah like it's making a little bit of a comeback I feel like it's refreshing not refreshing but like I feel like it gives it in a healthy amount do you disagree well i i i don't love it okay 
Because, I mean, I never really truly like quirky humor like that. I feel like, though, that the humor is definitely not targeted at you. I feel like it's definitely the new age humor. Not new age, but like... Nah, I don't even think it's new age, man. No, this well, is, I mean, it's, well, it's no, millennial humor, man. But I think it's coming back. I do think it's coming back. It's like, you know what? what what's old becomes new again? Yeah. I agree. I don't hate it. I don't hate the quirkiness of it. I, I mean, I do like some quirkiness. I don't hate it. It can be a, just a touch overbearing okay i don't like when i notice something is quirky i like when something's quirky but i don't notice it. yeah but like with the way this show is like yeah it's impossible to do that yeah i I mean i i I just think it's a style and it's just preference it's a little too wacky with it sometimes for me even though the premise is but i feel like it fits so well because it's like it's supposed to be it's a circus yeah (laughs) i mean it's quite literally a circus so i feel like it fits yeah no i'm just saying for me personally that's fair that's fair i'm not saying for anybody you're wrong if if this is (laughs) if this is the style you kind of like that is more aimed towards you than 100 percent uh all the power to you just me personally and i'm not even saying as someone who generally I, i don't say i hate quirky humor like i'm kind of indifferent to it it wasn't super off-putting. It was just no- a little noticeable. Mm. There was kind of, especially with uh, Pomni. Mm-hmm. Like, she has a, I mean, I both love it, but she has, like, a new facial expression, like, every single Well, time. yeah, that's what people are saying, is that, like, this show is just full of reaction gifts. Yeah. Oh, my God. And which is, uh, I think, a good thing, but it, it is a, it's just a touch distracting, especially when you're trying to look in the background. But, no, I, I think, uh, for the most part, it's really good, because, you know, the, the way I see it is, reactions are most prominent when used sparingly you know what i mean like less is more yeah because the more you use a reaction the less um weight it kind of has even though it's kind of doing a really good job with it um i mean some of the facial expressions when especially when like the theme song you know everybody knows it yeah at the end where it kind of just zooms in on her Uh like that her face is crazy in that one but she does it several times throughout the whole thing which is understandable if you look at it from like um logical standpoint like of course she's yeah, transported she's, in the world where I was exactly stuck here. of course she's gonna be super distraught uh, i'm just saying usually i tend to like it when they save it because when it happens you're like oh damn like i like one of the examples i would say like bojack horseman mm. you know when sometimes when he drops that facial expression it's just like yeah like he always has like this sadness going on to him but then there's like this moment where it's like real pure dread and then it's like that's what you feel too yeah that in, in that sense and it's doing that too but again it just doesn't have as much time uh to do that and i wonder with the great setup it already has if it can push it further and then it's gonna have this uh penultimate scene where it's just like everything hits rock bottom and i kind of have a couple of guesses on what that might be i don't know if you have any oh like about what's gonna happen in the future yeah, just kind of like. Well, some we of should let's talk more in a second. Well, let's actually jump into the episode itself. Yeah, let's just move into uh, the episode itself. I really love how they open with the theme song, and the theme song transitions really smoothly into the actual episode. Yeah, I actually really like the theme song. It kind of, you know, what it kind of reminded me for some reason. What? Uh, the peacemaker. <laughs> You oh know, where they're, they're like dancing like around crazy. oh and then, yeah, yeah and yeah. then the actual show is like what are this is yeah. <laughs> what the hell <laughs> uh i think that kind of has that kind of aspect to well, it well i mean but that's what the whole show is about is that we see this whole like very there's a lot going on uh very uh happy go lucky like scenery yeah but it's actually really depressing it, it's just kind of like fake it's all fake. yeah it's all plastic it's all a playhouse and so like even and like, even in the theme song like when we see cough mode for the first time like they have that like he couldn't make it thing already from the jump they're planting seeds there's definitely a ton of little seeds and uh, for people who really love that you're gonna love this 100%. oh my goodness i've eaten it up like it's thanksgiving dinner yeah you could watch this two or three times and find things that's probably get. why it has 61 million yeah, views I, I, yeah honestly it's probably just like three guys yeah <laughs> and they're just like it's just matt pat over and over yeah, again that's so funny or you know his team so true but speaking on like kind of the story beats, how, how do you feel about that specifically? Because not even seeing it from this perspective of war, just its main story for the episode. Personally, I think it flows really smoothly because they have this whole, they drop the door and they even drop the door in the uh, uh, intro too. And so we have that going on in the background. We already have Kofmo going on in the background. And then of course, you know, we have to have a reason for them to all be interacting together. So Kane throws in the little gloobles or whatever they're called. Gloinks. I think, Gloinks. Something like, something like that. Something with a G. 
Yeah. Sounds made up. And so I think like all these pieces really fit well together. Yeah, you're right. I think they do a really good job with creating like character motivations, making us understand some of the characters. And even what we don't understand from some of the characters is even more important than that. And kind of this ongoing mystery of like what is actually happening here. Because even in the beginning, we don't really know. We're kind of just dropped into the whole thing. Mm -hmm. There's memory loss. We got the whole shebang. There's memory loss, mysteries, breakdowns, uh, stuff like that, where you can kind of both piece together. It's fun because you can piece it together. But if you do not want to, it's still a capella. Yes. It's not like FNAF. (laughs) Yeah, because I feel like sometimes that people just kind of do this whole mystery thing and all that sort of stuff and forget that you're making a show. Yeah. That you're making media. Yeah, you still want the average viewer to like get entertainment out of it. Not even just the average viewer. You just want to make good media. True. If you make a good puzzle, that's its own thing. Which is why Gravity Falls was so good because the show itself was good, coherent. And then on top of it, there was the mystery aspect where people were able to step outside the show and then do their own digging. Yeah, 100%. So there's a kind of a versatility to it that I like. But again, it sets up a lot of pressure for this mystery to pay off. Because it's very difficult, especially with mysteries. We've seen everything in the book. We've seen almost everything that the human mind can create. There is nothing in this world. Honestly, I believe that at this point in stories. What, that everything's been told? Kind of. Almost, Well, right? well yeah. Isn't, isn't it, that kind of a, like no, a true it's, thing? No, it's a true. I think there's like 27 stories or something. Yeah, so that like can be told. Obviously, there's different. There's a Iteration, infinite, yeah. Uh. There's infinite permutations, but there is like. But the basic baseline story, like there's only, a, there's a set number t- that has been told. Yeah, so mystery is extremely hard to pull off, I think, even in this day and age where if you show one little crumb, someone from the internet is going to find out that uh, everything that has to do with everything or they're just just gonna data mine it like imagine there's people on the internet that are solving cold cases yeah you know what i mean like if they're they're solving real life murders that happened 40 years ago you think they can't solve yeah uh, your little kid your, show? your little ones and zeros i think we can figure it out. <laughs> um it, it, i mean that whole part of it it's like kind of like an escape room put to watch you know what i yeah. mean that's what it feels like to me uh and it has this really cool older aesthetic which i feel like is really popular and has always been kind of popular because there is something there's something really eerie about like the like in the 80s well i think because again i'm not gonna take credit for this one because uh matt pet did mention something about it where like you know a lot of the times with the video games and everything that they were creating back then they had like assets and shapes that they had to work with so they had very limited supply to work with so they had to create things so sometimes they were just throwing things together they're like oh this looks like relatively like a thing no i don't mean specifically the character design okay what i'm do talking mean? about specifically like the computer okay itself. oh there is something just very eerie about an old computer oh. in a way that i can't really understand because it is not old enough where it's like oh obviously this was old yeah it's just new enough that it's like it's like a vestige of a time that has only been maybe 30 years ago. Yeah, that the people from that time are still around. Yeah, they're both still but around. But if you look at it, it feels ancient. But you know what I mean? There's just just kind of this unknown aspect to it all. Like ancient modern history. Yeah. That's like really scary to me because... But like kind of moving on to kind of what I feel like is the bread and butter of the series. And this is always going to be like if a show is good to me this is why it's good it's characters and i feel like it does a really good job with its characters putting out just enough for me to be interested and not too much where i feel like i don't have the whole picture i feel like hey hear me out this is what the fnaf movie should have been you think i'm just saying where it's kind of like that nice perfect blend of both you see i told you can do goofy and horror well See, but the thing is with the FNAF movie is that it was never going to be good. You want to know why? Because Scott Cawthon isn't good at writing things. You know where all the lore came from? The fans, not Scott Cawthon. You kidding me? I mean, hey. He just ran with it. He said, that sounds good. I'm going to write that. Bro made like a multi-million, you know. Yeah, I'm not saying he's bad at what he does. I'm just saying he's bad at writing, which is not what he does. This is funny because now I'm the one defending. (laughs) Yeah, right. Me me on the back foot for the, I got you with FNAF fandom. (laughs) Even though, just don't watch the episode where I. Where he like. Where I absolutely. Yeah, demolish it. Lyrics, sort of, because there, I, I, when I was re-editing it, there's, there's a lot of stuff we missed. But again, we watched it on the premiere. That's so it's fair. not like everything was out by the time. Hindsight we, is twenty twenty. Yeah, hindsight is twenty twenty. But yeah, let's move back to what I was talking about, the characters and how important that is because goddamn, they have some good characters, starting with our main character. Pomni. How do you feel about Pomni? 
I love her already because she is clearly set up to have this whole like oh should i trust these people should i put my like she's given these decisions multiple times where she has the exit door and when she's uh helping ragatha and she both times chooses herself i don't want to play with you anymore drops ragatha yeah for real and so i love it dirty i love that she also i don't know you bro so for this is me and mine for real though because like how are we like in a show obviously the characters should have this little bit of empathy for the other but in reality like these are people she doesn't even know and like honestly she doesn't even know if they're actually humans or not these are just things that they're telling her she's supposed to take that at face value that these are other humans that's so true because i feel like when i was saw that i'm like she's not gonna go through the exit bro she's not she's just not she's gonna be like she didn't even hesitate she didn't no she did hesitate. a little a little well she did hesitate she was definitely like you know she was like how most people would be in a real life horror scenario because if you think about it a lot of the times one of the things that really does plague horror is that these characters are men are so stupid that they kind of break you from reality where in this one it feels like i mean she played by the book yeah she tried to help because she didn't really know what she was getting into but when she was like chances are i'm gonna die if i help you like i gotta go bro and it is what it is so i really respect that from her and just kind of her own dissociation from reality that Mm -hmm. she's having like she's having a really hard time which i'm sure because one of the things that's really interesting is the fact that she she and everybody else doesn't have a memory yeah she doesn't have her memory she doesn't know what's happening before and that's going to be an insanely important um aspect to the story because i i've seen these story beats before so i do kind of have like some suspicions on exactly how they go especially when you're put into a new world without being able to remember it usually it means the world that you did have uh was something um worse yeah maybe even worse like the devil you know is better than the devil you don't yeah except this way it's also the opposite funny enough it's like again the grass is also greener on the other side it's like use those two terms Uh, and the reason i say that i I feel like i've seen that a lot in media especially kind of recently you could see it in i'm sure a black mirror episode of zona yeah i promise you i don't even watch well it's the idea of the matrix yeah that's true it's like this paradise there is no such thing Running away from reality tends to make it worse, no matter which reality you are in. So if she, so one of her big thematics and kind of the the theme for most of these characters, or not even just the characters, the show in general, is escaping reality and what does that mean to your character. And in this this case, you could see her easily run from reality, at least in this. Like she doesn't want to believe. She immediately denial, 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 denial. She runs to the door. She takes any exit. She doesn't care. Um, not doesn't care i think that's a little harsh but uh she takes every chance she gets to run away so what does that say about her in in the real world maybe she was also running away from something and decides to go into a vr she just doesn't understand that she did you know yeah i 100 percent agree with everything that you're saying right now so i feel like that's going to be a really big theme for her like you could especially see it with like her running through all these exits there is no escape from the world you put yourself into even when you leave it's out of the fire and into the fire yeah pan <laughs> you know it's, it's one of those but i see i feel like it akin to something like um spoilers for danganronpa whoa the, for you yeah <laughs> then, i guess so uh, but i don't know i'm not gonna watch it or play or it. play it whatever or you watch want. someone play it yeah <laughs> <laughs> So they turned out to have amnesia and they have to kill each other. But they it turns out there were all the good guys and they p- put themselves in there on purpose and like trapped themselves, them own selves in the school. And they got their memories wiped to believe that they're just trapped in the school themselves. Mm. So they kill each other so they get to leave, even though the outside world is kind of like a, a hellscape. It's kind of like that distress, you know, mm-hmm. it's like putting yourself in your own situation that you didn't even realize was a better thing. But that also had the idea of escaping reality and its whole theme of kind of coming around to we have to face the world that we destroyed and try to fix it ourselves rather than hiding away somewhere and this is going to be exactly no i I agree with you i feel like because the only other way is that other option i can see is that maybe she was like part of an experiment or something yeah and that you know well that's also running away i mean not running away from reality but well i mean we don't know if she was put here willingly willingly that's true that that's true she could just be here unwillingly yeah it could be a white bear situation where she was like a criminal 
Uh, but that's kind of like what I got from her, especially from the first episode, and that's a lot for like a twenty-two. It's a twenty-five-minute episode. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, intros, credits, stuff like so that. True. So true. So it's somewhere around twenty-two, twenty-three. Yeah, which is honestly, which is standard for. I mean, that's standard for an animated anime. show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The one thing um, I wanted to touch upon for like lore-wise is that there's obviously some religious tones in this because we had the CNA, which. Cain and Abel, that's what a lot of people are um, theorizing about. And then we have the final scene, which is... I know nothing about religion, even though I technically did go to a religious school, where I um, said, what the hell is conscience? It says, it spells conscience, bro. (laughs) 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 Me in like the fourth grade. This is conscience, miss. I I don't have too well-versed of of a knowledge. I don't know nothing about Cain and Abel. Uh, they're a popular, uh, not a popular, a well-known story within the Bible. Um, believe the brother kills, I think Cain kills Abel or something like that. Oh, because of jealousy, because he wanted his sister or something like cousin. Right? I is it is that the one something like that I don't where, the, where there it's like Adam and Eve's son yeah Cain and Abel is Adam Adam and Eve's son let me just double check yeah let, let's check it out because honestly they are the firstborn of uh Adam and Eve and they yeah I I'm starting to remember it was it's supposed to be a story about like envy yeah and uh so there's the mark of Cain and everything and yeah so you're pretty much right it's a story of jealousy um where Cain kills Abel. You know, because there's no other, like, C name that we really know of that's, you know, front and center. Although we were confirmed that Kane is an NPC. So, you know, maybe Kane was named after somebody in real life. That's that's what's theorizing on the internet. Uh, the only religious text I know is Isaac. I hate the you. The binding kind. I, I hate you. <laughs> Yo, his mother be like, ba 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 with the knife, and I'll be like, whoa, this game is hard. The thing I wanted to talk about in terms of religious context in this episode was the final shot where it is so set up to be the Last Supper. You you know that painting of the, the Last Supper. Uh, yeah, but I don't know. I don't really understand what... So the whole thing about the Last Supper is that yeah, someone that at that table is going to betray Jesus. Ooh. Judas. Judas. My man Judas. So that leads me to think... Uh, Jack? So, yeah, or maybe Jack, somebody, I at the like table is going to betray her. That makes so much sense, and I don't think it's going to be Jack's. You don't think so? I think it might be, like, I think it's either Jack's or Ragatha. It's too on the nose right? for it to be Jack's. Yeah. I think they tend to not, like, if it's something so prominently set up earlier, uh-huh. early, it usually like to flip it. Yeah. That's just my personal opinion from seeing a lot of creative work. Well, because if it makes sense um, for it not to be Jack's, because then we can have the storyline of him, like, gaining sympathy for other characters that's his character development i don't even think it's him gaining sympathy it's us seeing him in a different perspective okay because i think he does care for people well maybe he does care for people it's just hard for us to mm-hmm. in his own way he's just again like everyone else running away from reality by taking as much power as he can it's like a bid for control in a world where he lost it all yeah i just wanted to plant that seed in your mind because I mean, I'm still not sure who I think or if there even is going to be a betrayal, but it's just odd to have that scene of the final supper and like the she's final so supper. sorry, the last supper, my bad, of the last supper and like she's so clearly Jesus in that scene. Mm. You know what I mean? And even if you like look at the picture, like she's wearing red and blue and Jesus wears red and blue. And like so she's like the center, right? And everyone's having their conversations around her. And the thing is also like with the Last Supper, everyone's eating on one side of the table, there's no one on the other side, and there was nobody on the other side. Mm, yeah, that's that's a good point. That's a good point. I didn't even think about the fact that it had allusions to the Last Supper. So like and so I, I just feel like there there's something with that. I don't know what it is personally yet, because I'm not like the best um, you know, lore mystery person for that i mean go to game theory for that one obviously but i feel like we're definitely gonna get a betrayal of some sorts i i see what you're saying there Uh, that that is an interesting take that i didn't even think about but it makes sense in a world like this where you can't believe anything yeah that it could be ragatha that that's a that's an interesting choice um maybe even or kinger he's been here the longest Nah, not kinger bro you don't think so Don't, don't do that to kinger He's been here the longest. Yeah, that's my favorite character. Don't even. Yeah, but then we also had the thing with Queenie because we didn't even mention the doors in the hallway. Nah, 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 nah. I'm, I'm telling you right now, not Kinger. You don't think so? Nah, not Kinger. He's too important. There's something going on with Kinger though. Be- of course, he's because- the mo- he, he's a very important character. He's, uh, I think everything he's said, man has not told a lie yet. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. And I think also this bit with like the insects thing Dude, is gonna come back. It's we're in a video game. We're in an old video game. What is the oldest what is game? Interest, insects in a video game? Bugs. Bugs. Yo. Yo. 
And okay, actually, this is a theory that I saw floating around. Really? That him and Queenie were like the first people. So they mm-hmm. call her Queenie. I don't know if she actually has a name, but they call. You know who I'm talking about? The one we see on the door. Yeah. The yeah. other chess piece. Yeah, the the brown the, chess piece. Yes, she she is a queen chess piece. So they say that like you know it was him and Queenie, and she went insane first because she was looking for the bugs in the game. Mm. And so now he th- talks about insects collections. Yeah. Because she went insane looking for the bugs. That makes that makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. It's like a, it, it's her way out. We didn't even really talk about breaking down. No, we didn't. We, like abstractions? A, oh my God. That's a, like such an important. We're talking a, a lot about something that has been up for, that only has 22 minutes. That's crazy. Yeah. I feel like sometimes. It has so much in it. Like, I feel like I'm good at talking about random stuff, like midair about anything. But usually we, we could have like watch a whole series and not even have. And we can barely make it through 20 minutes. Sometimes. So, I mean, yeah. we, we tend to be able to, but. But, uh, hyperbolic like, yeah 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 but here i feel like we could really keep talking we could make about this, this like two hour podcast and, and for, for like something that's only 22 minutes that's yeah pretty insane now that i think about it because the whole breaking down thing is such an interesting aspect of the show that we really haven't got into because like is that them like then you got to think like are they dying in real life how are they yeah exactly. is this them what escaping is it, what no probably not them escaping it's it's them being kind of eaten by the world yeah but a, then what is what does way. that mean being eaten by the world are they dying or like are they being lost to the data yeah it's kind of like that and then I, they're actually I feel like I, my, my opinion is that if, if you're i don't know if it's them in a vr headset or them being projected into like a world uh-huh. in which the breakdowns are there are their physical brain becoming digital data and becoming corrupted once you lose your sense of self yeah because then that's that's another question that's brought up a lot is that you know are they actually still connected to the headset or is this just their like brain uploaded yeah you know what i mean so are is there still a version of them walking around in like the real world but someone has to be taking care of them because how are they living up to this point well that's where cna comes in yeah, it's it's a company, right? Yeah, it's a company. That's true. It's definitely a company. Mm. I'm so excited. But what kind of company? That's what I'm saying. That that is interesting. Is CNA good? Or are they bad? Are they somewhere in between? Yes. Uh, speaking on like uh, the breakdowns, like the major, not a major character, but one of the characters. Uh, what was his name again? Kafmo. That's the clown. Yeah. Are you talking about the one who abstracts? Yeah. Yeah, Kafmo. I mean, even you can see like his demented look in his mind just by stepping up in foot in his just for like the couple of frames that we see of his room. Yeah. Where you can see like once something consumes you, that's it. You are you become what you feared most, the data itself. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty scary and you can see a lot of like one of the things that i was talking about like es- escaping from reality like this is one way like again being as- obsessed with the exit being obsessed with these jokes is another way to like kind of leave a, a world which you are in which which kind of goes back to kane which is such a first of all his design is great i love his design oh my Very, goodness it's both creepy and fun and kind of cool time. yeah it's, it's yeah. kind of cool he's an interesting character i don't know if he is evil or not i don't think so i, I think he's just going through the motions of what he was programmed to do he's yeah he's like he's like confused like he was created to be fun yeah and what do you do when no one is having fun uh and and how he kind of goes along with escapes and stuff like that like uh, again escaping reality being if if we think that's the theme is that he one being a controller of reality being able to change everything at your own will except for the very thing that you want is uh the people around you him be unable to make people happy able so <laughs> true um, and also the fact that uh, he is creating distraction that's his main purpose is him kind of creating these events making these games just for the sake of so they don't go insane yeah so they don't go insane so they again escape they, they don't want to leave or, or you know what i mean creating red herrings of escapes to give them some types of hope. giving he, them false it, hope. it doesn't feel like he's really doing it out of malice he kind of almost reminds me of uh monica from oh doki doki yeah mm. even though she was you know she was doing it out of malice <laughs> i mean she was doing it out of malice but team monica all the way uh, what, what's it called like the introspective i'm like it's it's on the tip of my tongue like introspective when you kind of learn it's like existentialism yeah like when when they learn reality yeah and 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 the weight of that really and how when you understand it you learn that you know nothing and therefore nothing is scarier than the unknown so i feel like kane is such an interesting character i wonder if he's gonna go down more because i saw some things in the trailer where he does be a bit more malicious where he's like throwing knives at uh 
Oh yeah, uh, Pomni. Yeah, I did see that. But also, that could also just be a game. You know, yeah, you play games him. online. You you play. Yeah, some... he thinks he's just having fun. Yeah, so you don't know if it's exactly malicious. So there there is that whole interesting aspect, and I I do want to talk about um Jax because he is super super interesting. Again, but with the fact that like I don't know, man. I just really don't know how I feel about him. Him being a villain. Him having all these keys, what that that all kind of yeah. says. Yeah, there's a lot of theories floating around about him. Because he can easily be like an undercover guy. Yeah, like that's he, what uh, that's the biggest theory I think going around. But I again, I just maybe it's just maybe I should just follow Occam's Razor. But my heart just says it's too obvious. It's too obvious. It's too obvious in a way in a series where I feel like they're, they're not really, trying to be. Yeah, where they've been really good at like hiding lore otherwise. Well, hi, like they kind of did the thing where they can be a bit on the nose but also a bit abstract if they want to be <laughs> so i won't be disappointed either way even though i feel like they are kind of setting again what i said it's an interesting character because it is a bit for a control where he doesn't have any but then maybe if it turns out he does have control then it's- because the one thing is is his facial expressions when he sees uh some of the stuff that happens he looks genuinely shocked Okay, so like maybe this is me just spitballing here. He was like a person that was part of the company or something and then was thrown in. Obviously, he still has amnesia, but like, so this was his punishment or something? Like, he kind of understands some of the stuff that's going yeah. on. Yeah. So that's why he's kind of like indifferent about it all. Other than Pomni, he's probably the most interesting. Uh, maybe, yeah, maybe Kinger. I, I would say. I mean, there's a lot of interesting. There's so characters. many. The yeah. Kinger. I mean, Ragatha too, man. Yeah. Like Ragatha is an interesting one to really sit down and think about. And honestly, the only one I would say that isn't interesting, and it's only because we didn't get enough screen time with them, was Zubal. That's the one that gets uh, dismembered. Zubal and even um the mask one. The I don't, mask I don't one. remember the. I don't remember her name. Gangle gangle yeah but i just feel like we didn't get too much about them yet yeah i don't really want to say anything not i mean none of this is really definitive but you know with without too much from them i don't really want to say stuff yeah. about their character mm-hmm. uh, because you know it could really hurt their feelings you know, <laughs> if we just make stuff up so true uh-huh. is there anything else you want to cover on this or do you want to go into yeah i mean i want to talk about kinger and both ragatha okay how do you i mean we talked a little bit about kinger but we didn't really get into some of his other stuff he's kind of like again you know they say he's been here the longest but was he the first one in i don't even think so you don't think so no because they just say they they don't they specifically don't say he was here first First, yeah they just said he's been here the longest maybe someone before him i mean you saw how many abstracts they were down there yeah that's true again i'm like sweeping away tragedies you saw how many doors there were how many doors there was how many people there were and i think there was like 30 no there's 14 on each side so i think it's like 38 but even then it doesn't feel like like that doesn't even feel right like only 14 you saw how many people or that was were 16 on each side. i you don't know how many out- abstracts there were no well, yeah more than a lot. 14 but it's weird that they keep the door yeah but maybe they don't keep it for ever but how long have those doors because you saw how many x's there were yeah there were quite a few x's and i guess um kofmo i wonder yeah he's probably gonna get his own x imagine if he doesn't get an x no, he's definitely getting an X. Well, we don't know actually that, that the X's mean that they've been abstracted. Exactly, that's this what I just, mean. Yeah. What happens if he, it, it's something different entirely, and the X's mean them not even becoming abstracted? Nah, I feel like it means. But abstract- it, I mean, because the thing the is, like, sense. the thing is, abstraction became a thing in that hallway. That's where we first learned about it. Where she references, she's like, "Oh, and if you lose your insanity, something bad happens," and then yeah. we immediately see the payoff with Kofmo. Yeah. So I feel like it's it's it would make sense that it's abstraction. In fact, it wouldn't make sense if it was something. No, else. You're, yeah, you're totally right. I think of that. That one's Occam's. Definitely a bit more Occam's Razor. Yeah. I mean, I really like King. He's a funny guy. I also kind of like Chess, too. So there, there's true. also that. I think my favorite, <laughs> I think my, the, in my opinion, the funniest moment in the, in the show, this episode, was they're like, yeah, they're both uh, totally mentally stable. And then it's just Kinger, like, moving really fast. <laughs> but, like, it's like, there's yeah, no sound to it. My, that is also <laughs> my favorite. Uh, <laughs> I just love. I could just tell they had so much fun editing that. Because the, the funny thing, is, like, I don't even think it was the joke itself that was really funny. Yeah. But it was definitely him shaking. No, it was the execution. Me. Yeah, it was definitely the the shaking that was like, okay, that's yeah. pretty hilarious. Yeah, it was and the way they executed, hundred percent. Just Kinger in general, I think he's such an interesting character because he's like there, but also not yeah, there. He's like there. Yeah, he's like not all there, but he is, seems knowledgeable. I mean, he seems more knowledgeable than when when we know. Uh, so moving on to Ragatha. Ragatha is kind of like one of the climaxes, mm-hmm. I would say. I wouldn't say it's the true climax. But she's definitely a piece that helps develop Pomni's character. N- yeah, Pomni's character, the world, and she herself is kind of cool. Because she's like one of the only characters that kind of treats 
I feel like Tommy she, Wright. I feel like she's also the most accepting of the situation that they're in. I don't think so, actually. You, you don't think so? I don't think any of them are. Well, I think yeah. that's the point. But maybe more than everyone else. I see what you're saying. I think she's the one that makes the best. Of, she's trying to make the best of the situation. I think it's more like she is not facing reality. So mm-hmm. therefore, she's not uh, accepting how harsh it actually is. Okay. You, when she goes up to the abstraction and says, hey, maybe there's a chance we can save him. When in reality, there was no way. And she was just going to get hurt and everybody else hurt. That was kind of like an example of her not being able to accept that that loss happens not everything broken can be fixed Mm -hmm. and so she's trying to make the best out of bad situation yes but there's also kind of this uh, disillusionment to it sometimes you have to accept that it's bad to be able to get better rather than hiding away the bad and pretending that you can just make good out of it there's kind of like a really subtle difference there uh, but I could see how uh, you can interpret it in that way too and then even speaking back we didn't talk about like i think to be like one of the most important parts of the show which is the fact that when she does go through the exit room we go and we see the computer yeah and how present that is and how that kind of also that the headset is off too it's not on anything what do you mean oh the headset that's connected to the computer the vr set it's interesting because you could see her kind of like fade away sort of like looking into it and it's kind of seeing into the void and uh, Kane says this interesting thing about spoilers yeah super interesting it has to do with the fact that this is a game that they're playing mm-hmm. so I wonder if there's something down the line is there an the, end like there like can you win the game yeah like is there like what is the spoiler that's an interesting thing but yeah the the computer is so interesting it's interesting too because not only is it an old computer but we see all the the, the other computers in the office but this one is actually like old looking like it looks like it's been there for a while yeah yeah no it looks like so it it begs the question of like how long has she been here oh like you're saying that this isn't her first roundabout or something like that because why is the computer so dingy looking or is that a representation of her her sanity i have no clue because if you look at the other computers that we see in that scene, because we do see some other computers as she runs down the hallway, they're fine. They're in good condition. It could it could simulate a mental state. It could be she just found it in a basement because mm-hmm. she seems to join really late because we don't know exa- the exact timeline. Do, do characters tend to just pop in? Or has it been a long time since they got a new character? I feel like it might not have been a long time because of Jax's question of like, is this an NPC or is this another character? He didn't seem too surprised yeah. that it was another um human but it might have been like you know a couple of months in game or something yeah like, maybe reality i mean time doesn't work the same yeah there's there could also time be definitely doesn't work the same i'll tell you that much so you don't know if it, it, it's been a lot longer or yeah. not as long so we, we we can't really tell from that perspective but one of the things i really did see in that scene specifically him going through her going through the exits and that um computer man it was really giving me uh stanley parable i agree i 100 percent agree like especially that computer yeah because in the beginning of the game i mean it's 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 the opening of stanley's table uh, yeah yeah it's the menu screen mm-hmm. even uh that computer and kind of what the stanley parable represents versus digital um circus and how they're kind of similar in a lot of ways they have they both have irreverent humor they're whimsical and they're introspective in nature mm-hmm and there's kind of also this ad- disillusionment with reality. Even one of the um, endings can be you escaping reality using this device, mm-hmm. using a device that can create a fake reality for you rather than freeing yourself. It's kind of like because the, so the whole game is about having quote, quote unquote choice. choice. And the truth of the matter is that you mm-hmm. actually don't have any in the game itself so and and also one of the endings is and it's one of my favorite endings too which is kind of crazy to think about is when he goes through that i think it's when he he's supposed to be confronting his boss but rather he goes downstairs and then he ends up going into like a circle yeah and then it it turns out that he he was actually someone who was manic on the street kind of again simulating the fact that life could be a simulation and that there's no such thing as reality or that there is such thing as reality and then what are you escaping like you don't know exactly what you're escaping because what does it mean to escape something you do not know so digital circus is just it's it's good it's really good and again it sets itself up with with the precedence that it's kind of hard to hard to see where it's gonna go and hopefully it can but i love that i don't know where it's gonna go well my thing is that the quality so good is like when when's your release calendar looking like? Oh, you know what? That's always been in the back of my mind too, because be, you know it is an indie uh, studio, so we have to put keep that in mind. 
And I, it might be a thing where we get one a year or we get one every couple of months. It's definitely not going to be a weekly thing. I'll tell no, you that much. No, no, 100% because one of the things is, again, quality control at this level, yeah. especially if you are an indie project, it's a lot harder to keep up. To creative control, doing what you want, creating what you want in a way that you want it is difficult takes its time and also taking criticisms uh trying to there, there there is kind of this thing where people do like to fit in lore from other perspectives i was gonna say there's that problem where you become so big and it's hard to not separate yourself from the lore yeah it's hard to separate yourself from the fandom you know what i mean sometimes yeah. they take it in a way where they create all these uh theories and then you want to do exactly You're like, that oh that sounds them. good maybe i'll do that and yeah then maybe i'll do that and then and then you actually start you end up hurting yourself messing your own narrative up yeah that because you were trying to tell i mean this is what's beautiful about this age and also saddening uh, another theme of double-edged swords it's beautiful that you can create something that changes through the perspective of everyone's health again how we said death of the author mutation all that but there's also something kind of sad about work no longer being yours or not not no longer being yours but no longer being a representation of what you are what you want it's because sometimes you can see pieces of work and you can clearly see that this is a product of their mind of course it being a, a hive mind is completely interesting in, in its own way because i mean it's something we really haven't seen before uh other than you can say big teams of things seeing something very personal to someone and something very passionate i mean there's always going to be works like that personal projects are very special i think and i just think you can do that but you also do kind of have to incorporate the hype like again this is also a business creating art is creating art but you know you got to keep up the you set yourself you put the cards on the table it's time for the next hand you got to play it right you know and it's really hard like what do you go for from here one of the things i really respected about um don't hug me i'm scared is they never caved in for the money it was never about that was about telling the story that they wanted to tell. Well, because it was about consumerism. Yeah, it's about consumerism, so it would be kind of like... Yeah. I think it would be kind of funny and ironic in a way if they kind of went full... I think you could have gone both ways with yeah. it. If you went kind of crazy with it. But obviously, I think it was better for them being able to do that. So I respect that a lot. And, I, and I'm not saying either way is wrong. I, I think there's pros and cons for both ways. Because again, there's real people behind works. You can't just see it in, a, in, in just like starving artist sounds cool until, until your kid doesn't have anything to yeah. eat you know until you're actually a starving artist yeah so that's just an interesting perspective but i'm sure everybody would love to see like true works their own pieces of art yeah but also see kind of yourself and see something that only this uh past couple decades are able to create with the advent of the internet create being able to have all this hype because if you think about it even back before like there's a lot of shows that i can think of or specifically like Ar arrested development or something like that where i'm sure there was a lot of theories and a lot of stuff like for things of a long time ago but they couldn't really be able to do that because it's a lot harder on an episodic thing where maybe you're not catching every episode maybe this or that so it's kind of hard to create this kind of like concise narrative so it's cool being able to do it now so let's just move on to some quick conclusions uh what would you say rate it for a pilot Ooh, for a pilot. I mean, it's a good setup. For a pilot, I would say like eight or something. Or, yeah, or uh, you know what? Maybe eight, even nine. Eight or nine. Let's split it up for me. Let's split it in half. 8.5 is perfect for me. Yeah. I think it's really good. It has a lot of potential. Uh, The humor, I don't think it was super up to snuff for me. I, don't I know. enjoyed it. Did, I don't think you laughed a lot, though. Oh, it's because when I was watching it with you, I had already watched it. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. So I knew the jokes um, that were coming. And the only joke that I laughed at a second time for was yeah, the Kinger was the joke. Kinger, yeah. I didn't think it was super funny, but it wasn't like unfunny. I yeah. wouldn't say it was unfunny. Uh, but yeah, that was a uh, digital circus and stick around for a short time where we'll be guessing the year for scary phenomenons, for scary yeah, internet, internet phenomenons. phenomenons. Guess the year of these scary internet phenomenons. It's going to be difficult. All right. All right. I hopefully you know everyone on this list because, uh. I feel like I'm well-versed in internet knowledge. These might be deep cuts. I don't think they're deep cuts. Starting at number one, Siren Head. What the hell is Siren Head? You don't know Siren Head? No, oh my what is Siren God. Head? It's a really tall... Uh, yeah, I guess we'll just cut it out. <sighs> You're killing me. Ben Drown. Ben Drowned? Wow. That is immediately like the beginning of the internet. Well, no, not beginning of the it's internet. The, Begin it's, it's one like, of the biggest creepypastas. Not the biggest, but one of the... That's these. like beginning of youtube 
that is so i would say youtube started around 2006 been around like 2000 and i'm gonna say i'm gonna say 2005 final answer yeah final answer 2010 2000 2010 that was the first documentation they have of it because you know the creepypastas get passed around a lot 2010 really Oh, you know what? That makes so much sense. I think I got like it mixed up. Ben Drown, that's the link thing, right? Yes, that's the link. Oh link. my yeah, okay. That was oh, very off. All right, number two. We mentioned it a little bit today. Don't hug me, I'm scared. Don't hug me, I'm scared. Okay, that's like new ish. Not super new though. I'm guessing this is kind of like this has to be like two thousand and like twelve. This Fine. has to be around two thousand twelve. Final answer. Yeah. 2011 oh i'm so close i was thinking 2011 get wrecked no nah, that's for I'm, I'm, I'm taking a with how many years there could be that, yeah that's, that's, a, fair. that's a w that's fair that's fair all right next one next one hopefully you know this one scp foundation scp i this is a fandom i'm i've not really been following closely i will say we're at I was shocked at this answer. My opinion is that it has been here for a very long time. If I'm thinking about it, it it that's the whole amnesia thing, right? Like when amnesia was really big. I believe it spawned from amnesia. It spawned from amnesia. Yeah. I don't know if it, it, it is exactly associated with amnesia, if that makes sense. So I would say maybe a couple of years even before amnesia came out, which I don't know exactly the timeline, but I would say my where are you? When did PewDiePie get popular? <laughs> Maybe 2009 is when he got popular, so I'm going to say 2007. Final answer. Yeah, 2007. 2008. Dude, I'm, <laughs> I'm like actually crazy, man. I'm so cr- I'm so close, but so good at the same time. Yeah? Yeah. Here's all right, next, next all right. up. All right, all right. Ready for this one? Yeah. You better know this one. Backrooms. The backrooms? Again, this is like something I didn't follow at all, uh, but of course I know about it because it was super big. But this is definitely more recent. This is like, this is definitely COVID era. But I always say, since I'm always late to the party, a year or two before. So 2018 is my final answer. In case you guys can't tell. Well, I know you guys can't tell. I'm giving Jim the um, the emoji eyes where it's like, oh. Why? Because you're a thought process. Final answer? 2018? Yeah. 2019. <laughs> <laughs> I'm becoming. I'm. I'm slipping into the damn back rooms. I'm. I'm the guy. I'm him, bro. I am both. I. I'm in the state of Himothy's cat. I, I am both him and not him. Whether you observe the correct Himothy's answer, cat. whether you observe the. Uh, I wasn't sure where you were going with that, and then you said where you observe, and I was like, oh my god, he's not making a Schrodinger's cat. Yeah, so, I'm, oh. I'm both him and not him, depending on which year is. is it, <laughs> All right, for our final one of the day, we're going to go llamas with hats. Okay, this one I think I did watch. Okay, I did watch, but I definitely was late to the party on this one. So my guess was this is middle of YouTube, 2014. So I would say take two years from that, 2012. This is my final answer. Final answer, boys and girls. He is not him. (laughs) I'm not him. 2009. 2009 wow it is really pretty old huh damn you fumbled I, I missed on the last it by one a couple, yeah i missed it by a couple years all right that makes sense actually all right well if you do like what you're hearing we do have a link tree with all of our socials in it it's always going to be underneath the animation over time tiktok youtube you name it we got it and it'll be a really big help if you could follow or leave a review and if you made it this far we appreciate you this has been animation overtime and we are finally clocking out see ya